welcome to another episode of The Discourse, the one-on-one -on -one interview show with filmmakers, actors, other industry folks, which is part of the Playlist Podcast Network. I am your host, Mike D'Angelo. On this episode, writer-director Rawson Marshall Thurber, who you might know from Dodgeball, We're the Millers, Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, all kinds of Hollywood hits. Uh, he joins me to discuss his latest film, Red Notice, which is in limited theaters right now and will be on Netflix this Friday, November 12th. The film is basically Netflix's big answer to $200 million globetrotting action blockbusters, and it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and it's guaranteed to be probably the biggest Netflix movie of all time. If you're uh, a fan of Rawson's work, you'll definitely find a lot to love here and a bunch of hilarious Ryan Reynolds one-liners, which I'm still a sucker for, so I was all in. During our chat, Rawson and I talk about making a blockbuster for Netflix versus the typical Hollywood system, what The Rock brings to every movie of his beyond, you know, just his giant killer bod, his next film, Tom Clancy's The Division with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain, and which two Marvel characters he'd like to take a crack at in the very near future. As always, The Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, which I'm also a part of, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth wall and more it can be heard on itunes anchor fm soundcloud stitcher and now spotify you can follow us on itunes or any of those and you'll get this podcast as well as our other shows regularly be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating as we do very much appreciate it okay enough plugging enjoy my discourse with writer director and absolute gentleman rawson marshall thurber mike hey rawson thanks you, for taking the time i really appreciate it of course, of course. Thank you for the time. So this is kind of famously like the biggest Netflix movie they've done yet. It's like $200 million. You know, it's got The Rock, Gal Gadot, uh, Ryan Reynolds, yourself. Usually this films of this size are known to have a ton of studio oversight. But Netflix, they're kind of known to let their creatives be. So from your perspective, I'm curious how is making a blockbuster for Netflix compared to like the studio system? Uh, what a great first question. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I, there, there are a lot of similarities, right? The, the, the sort of blocking and tackling of, of making a, a big budget movie is, is the same, but the level of creative support is different. They typically, uh, there, there are fewer notes. Uh, I think there's, there's, I think less, uh, less hand-wringing about, uh, about opening weekend box office, uh, which is kind of yeah. nice because there is none. <laughs> um, you know, but, but the thing about Netflix is most of the people who work at Netflix uh, used to work in the studio system or were producers in their own right. So I've known most of them for a long time, uh, before they worked at Netflix, uh, you know, Scott Stuber, of course, uh, uh, who's, you know, uh, the grand poobah on the future side <laughs> over there produced central intelligence, which is a movie I yep. made. Yep. Uh, so, and I've known Scott forever and he's, he's the greatest, he's the JFK of Hollywood. So, um, <laughs> you know, so it's though it's a different um, building. Uh, the people that populate it um, are are the same, and and I think that that I, you know I don't think I've ever felt more more creative support uh, than I have making a movie at Netflix. It was, it was great. That's outstanding. And I know you said you know they don't really care about box office, but yet they're releasing this in theaters a week early just to kind of give it a chance for people to to see it on the big screen. I mean, was that something you really pushed for, or was that you know they felt they saw the movie, they felt it called for it. 
Uh, it was, it's more the uh, latter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had no, uh, no interest in the film necessarily uh, playing in theaters. Uh, I'm certainly happy that it is just because I think it's a, you know, it's a big fun yeah. uh, ride. And, um, and I, I like seeing movies on a big screen. And so I, I seek out the theater whenever I can. So I'm happy that it's that it's uh, that Red Red Notice is going to be on uh, you know on on a handful of screens across the country. I recommend people go see it in the theater and then on Netflix. That's my my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I will say just uh, from the filmmaker side, what's interesting is when you talk about opening weekend and box office. You know, there's a lot of of, of your own ego involved in that. Yeah. Um, you know, of wanting to be the number one film, of wanting to have a big box office number. And I've had great opening weekends and I've had opening weekends that have been really devastating for me. And, uh, and you know, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. And that's, and that's what it's like when you, when you play at this level. But I will say that making a film for Netflix uh, leading up to its release, when there's no tracking to worry about, when there's no opening weekend to worry about, it's really nice. Uh, it must be sleeping a little better. A little bit, right? A little <laughs> bit, but, but, but what's, what's also, you know, once you put your own ego aside, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, once you sort of go, look, the box office number, that sort of competition, that sort of measuring contest is really about one's own insecurity, right? Which is where ego comes from. So once you kind of acknowledge that and recognize that, you can move forward. And, and how I move forward is, is I look at it like this. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to tell a story that is going to entertain the world. And I want the most amount of people, the maximal amount of people to see this story. And if your goal as a filmmaker, if your goal as a storyteller is to entertain as many people as possible uh, or to have as many people as possible see your film, then Netflix is the only game in town. And here's one more thing that was staggering to me uh, when I when I found this out, um, sort of being left behind the curtain a little bit at Netflix and, and learning how they how they distribute and how they how they market a film. That more people are going to watch Red Notice on its opening weekend on Netflix than will have seen all of my films put together <laughs> during their entire theatrical run combined. It, it's that big. Yeah, and and you've got some pretty big hitters there too uh, in, in your career. Thanks. And this is the third film with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know you wrote it, but did he loop you in? Did you loop him in? I'm assuming you looped him in. Oh, um, so uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, my idea. Uh, thunk it up in my own brain pan. <laughs> and uh, we were making Skyscraper, which is my last movie. Yeah. And Dwayne and I went out to dinner. Um, and I'd been tinkering with this idea uh, in the back of my mind. And, uh, you know, I think I'm not alone in that. When, whenever... Uh, I've talked to other filmmaker friends of mine, whenever you're making your movie, uh, all you're dealing with is compromise and problems and, and frustrations. And all you can think about is this other thing that you wish you were making because there, there are no problems with that one yet, right? And so I, I was um, you know, thinking about Red Notice and, and, uh, and we went out to dinner and I pitched Dwayne the idea and he said, I love it, I'm in. And uh, you know, when, the, when the biggest movie star in the world uh, <laughs> based on the you know, body mass index uh, <laughs> as he wants to be in your movie, you know, you better start writing. And so, uh, you know, I worked on the, on the thing. I had a little notebook and I'd write notes and thoughts and jot them down. And then I wrote Gal Gadot's name uh, in my, in my book, and, you know, circled it twice. And then I flew to London uh, to, uh, to meet her for the first time and pitch her the idea. And I pitched it to her and, and she said, yes. And then I went away and I, I wrote the script and I wrote the script with Ryan Reynolds in mind for the role that he, that he plays. Uh, he was the only person I, I wanted for it. I sort of had his voice in my ear as I was writing and we sent him the script. Uh, he's the only person we sent the script to. Uh, and he read it overnight and said, yes, the next morning. And then I had, uh, had all three. That's yeah. It's one hell of a cast. As far as Dwayne Johnson goes, 
I know he produces this as well. What does he bring to, you know, a project that people wouldn't necessarily think about as far as not necessarily just protosorially, just like as the rock? Uh, You know, I think he brings an immense amount of leadership to the role of a producer. You know, I think he takes that role very seriously. I I think the other thing that he's uh, exceptional at is how to how to market a film, how to position a film. So he's very involved in in the marketing of of his movies. And I think that goes all the way back to, you know, his early days, um, you know, barnstorming as a wrestler, you know, (laughs) learning, learning how to sell stuff. Um, And there's there's nobody who is, is better at connecting with his audience than Dwayne is. And, you know, he brings a body that doesn't fit into a little Porsche, apparently, according to <laughs> the, the stories. Did you hear about that? I did yeah. hear about that, yeah. which is hilarious. How I, did you work around that on the day? Or did you have to like go back and reshoot yeah. with him in like a, a thing that was built for him? Oh, Mike, it was the wildest thing, man. We, um, we've been planning this, this sequence for quite some time. Porsche has this car, the, the Taycan, which is their first all-electric car. And I fell in love with it. And I flew to Stuttgart to meet the Porsche team and drove the car and and uh, it was the car that I wanted for the for the chase sequence, and and they they said we'd love to do it with you, and we got the Porsche out there in Atlanta, and, and um, ready to go, and, and I'm like, all right, Dwayne, you come running in here, and you open the door and jump in, and we're about to start the car chase, and he's like, great, take one, I say action, and he goes in and he opens the door and he tries to get in the car, and he can't fit in, he can't fit in the car, um, and uh, and I call cut, and I walk up, I I thought he was fucking with me, I'm like, what what do you you <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I can't fit in. I'm like, are you, what do you mean you can't fit in? He's like, brother, I can't fit in the car. And, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson's back is as wide as a coffee table. Um, and so he couldn't get in uh, the car in any sort of elegant way. Uh, we ended up, we ended up having to do it in cuts. So when you see the movie, you'll see that he runs up, he opens the door and then we cut inside of the car and you see him just sort of sitting an inch and a half down in. So we managed to get him in there with, uh, you know, some bear grease and a shoehorn, but it was not, uh, not elegant. Oh, that's amazing. I, I'm also, I'm a fan of everyone in this movie, really. Um, but Ryan is someone I've been following, you know, all the way back to Two Guys, a Girl and a Pizza Place. Sure. Um, so he like, he really steals the movie comedically, which is no surprise, obviously. But surprise. I'm wondering, you know, he makes every line feel so completely in his voice. And either you really had his voice down or he like, I know he likes to do rewrites as well. Is it kind of like a combination of the two or does he really just like to give you alts and alts and alts? I think it was a really fun combination. I mean, you could ask him what his feelings were, but I, <laughs> I think you, I think you would agree um, that, uh, you know, the, the movie I was 85 or 90% written and, and 10, 15% impro- improvised. But that 10, 15% is everything, you know, and Ryan is so gifted in that space. And I have an open door policy on, on improvisation, uh, especially in comedy, especially when you're dealing with talent uh, at the level of, of someone like Ryan. Uh, so, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's best idea wins, best laugh wins. I, I, I don't care if it's mine. Uh, I get all the credit at the end anyways. Yeah, the jacket comment with the cow saying it's worth it is oh, that was percent pure Ryan. And, uh, <laughs> and that, he did it. That made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. And and the movie itself, it's it's kind of like this. It's almost like an homage to a lot of like globe trotting action movies that we've we've kind of grown up with. So were there any specifically that you were looking to like pay tribute to, or you wanted the cast and crew to take a look at before? Oh, the- for, for, for sure. I mean, I think the most obvious is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not particularly subtle about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, big fan. I think I'm the only person who likes that movie. So I would say Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Thomas Crown Affair, uh, the, the original in the new school, Ocean's Eleven, uh, my friend uh, Ted Griffin's movie, uh, True Lies. Yeah. 
would be in there. National Treasure to, to some extent. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a big, you know, Red Notice is a big love letter to all of those films kind of wrapped up in one Red Notice bow, I suppose. Yeah. Say. <laughs> and looking over your filmography, I, mm-hmm. I kind of noticed this when I was looking at it. You have a lot of hit movies, but no sequels. Uh-huh. So Dodgeball, Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, We're the Millers, Easy A, all these. I mean, in this day and age, it's kind of an anomaly to have hits and and not kind of take advantage. Were you interested in pursuing sequels or were you just trying to get some off the ground that didn't precipitate or kind of everything? Uh, yeah, I, I've never really been focused on sequels. Uh, yeah. I'm usually on, on to the next. You know, for Miller's, we actually wrote a draft of- I adore of- that movie, by the way. I, thought, oh, I think it's hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, really proud of it. We worked so hard on that one. Uh, yeah, we had a draft of, of, of We're the Miller's that was great, written by Adam Ezekiel. Uh, I was super excited about it, but um, we just couldn't get the scheduling together. Everybody's so busy. And then I think at some point it sort of dies on the vine, right? Like, like if you can't, if you don't jump at it and go right away again, uh, I think the way the world works now, people move on and they, and they, and, and that, that interest might not be there. Uh, so we, we talked about, we talked a little bit about central intelligence and never really uh, went much, uh, much further than, than chat and dodgeball. Uh, certainly that's been talked about uh, a handful <laughs> of times. You know, I think per- personally, I feel like I said everything I need to say about adults hitting each other with red rubber balls in one film. I managed to get it all into one. So uh, I don't think we're in any danger of a, of a dodgeball sequel or um, Justin Long. Uh, he's the greatest. Oh my God. <laughs> he makes me laugh. He's one of the people who makes me laugh harder than anyone. Him getting hit by those balls is what I was referring to. Just, oh man, yeah. he can take a hit. He can take uh, he a sure hit. He sure can. Well, in, in dodgeball, all of that stuff, uh, you know, fun fact, uh, I was the one throwing the balls from off, off camera, <laughs> uh, uh, hitting all the actors. And it was, uh, it was a high point for me as a director. I don't think I've ever gotten back to it. Red Notice itself also kind of tees itself up for a sequel. Mm-hmm. I mean, should we just go ahead and announce it today or what do you want to do here? Uh, well, I don't think we can announce it today because nothing, <laughs> nothing official. Look, uh, I, I love the characters. I love the tone. I love the world. Uh, as, the, as someone who writes and directs, the, directs these things, um, you know, you can't help but think about what you would do next and how you would continue the story or, or what the next mystery or adventure would be. So I, I certainly have a pretty clear idea on what would happen next should uh, should I be so lucky. But uh, like I said, there's uh, nothing yet. I read you. I read you. And, and this isn't even your last collaboration with Netflix. I mean, it was announced back in February that you're going to be directing Tom Clancy's The Division, starring mm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. Is that still moving forward? And where are you in the process with that? Yes, absolutely. That's going to be my next movie. Um, uh, we've just finished a rewrite on the script and we're prepping to make it this year. Um, I think I'm finally, having finished Red Notice, I'm going to do a pass on on the draft and uh, make some tweaks. And then hopefully we'll get going. Jake uh, Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain are incredibly committed to the project and passionate about it. I love the game. I've played the game. Division one, division two. I played every Tuesday night with three buddies of mine, like a bowling league. I I keep pinching myself. I can't believe I get the chance to to make the division. um, and And I can't wait to start. Yeah, that's definitely one I'm looking forward to. Oh, cool. You know, I'm kind of one of those guys who really likes, you know, art house films, but I really like superhero blockbusters too. So I, I like a little bit of everything. Are you, cons- you know, considering your your history with action and comedy, I'm surprised you kind of haven't stepped into that kind of film. Mm. Uh, are you interested in in like Marvel or DC properties? Or are you more like, maybe I'll just kind of stay over here and do this kind of thing? <laughs> uh, I love uh, the Marvel universe and the DC stuff. Uh, you know, uh, like a lot of uh, guys my age, I, I grew up reading comic books. You know, I probably couldn't go punch for punch with hardcore comic book fans. 
uh, <laughs> but I probably know more than my uh, more about comic books than my wife would want to admit at a at a dinner. Oh, I'm uh, right there with you. Yeah, cool. So, um, <laughs> so long way around to saying, yeah, I would certainly be interested in it. You know, there's the uh, there's one particular pairing in the Marvel universe that I would be incredibly excited to try my hand at. You know, uh, who knows if it'll ever happen, but we'll see. I'm going to keep that uh, in the old noggin for now. Oh, I'm happy to tell you if you're, if yeah, you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, I've said it before. Yeah, I, I I would love to take a crack at Hulk versus Wolverine. Ooh. You know, especially, uh, I love I love uh, uh, Lindelof's run, the Ultimate Hulk uh, Wolverine. thought he did some really interesting stuff there. Uh, and I think there's something, yeah, really interesting, uh, really uh, exciting about that pairing. Of, of course, everybody knows, I think, that uh, Wolverine was introduced in Hulk. They're inextricably linked. Um, you know, they're the immovable object and the unstoppable force. And I, I think that's sort of a, a delicious kind of uh, pairing, a yin-yang pairing. Uh, and of course, Logan and, and Banner, they're both cursed with sort of functional immortality and they handle it in very different ways. Um, and I think that would be really, really uh, interesting to dig into. Amen. And they're both going to be in the MCU soon. So we'll see down the line what happens. Keep it posted. Just one last thing, I, just a little fun part. I do notice that you do a lot of cameos in your movies. And I loved that you're quote, credited as exhausted film director in a bar, which is probably really accurate at that point. It was. Why do you like doing those little cameos? Do you just kind of like doing like little fun ones? Yeah, you know, for me, it's 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 honestly mostly so that when my kids are old enough, they can see what I uh, what I used to look like before I was old and gray. <laughs> mostly that, and you know, I'm certainly not an actor by any stretch, but uh, ever so, yeah, I like to you know walk walk by in the background every, every so often. Yeah, well, it was it was a hell of a role in Red Notice that Thank exhausted you so director. The so, role I was born up. to play, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Red Notice is awesome. Uh, hopefully everybody will see it and we'll get a, a Red Notice too. I, I, I hope you're right. Fingers crossed. Uh, thank you All for right. your time and, and your smart questions. Thank you. Cheers. Right, bye. Uh,